Hi, listener. Welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. Uh, excited for a new episode here. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of my, uh, I mean, I'm going to let you talk about the movie, but this is one of my favorite movies. And the book and movie that we're doing this week is Silver Linings Playbook. And that is uh, written by Matthew Quick and published in 2008. And then it was turned into a film. And I'll let you tell everyone about the film. The film came out in 2012, uh, written and directed by David O. Russell. Uh, it has an included in the cast is uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, Jackie we- Weaver, Chris Tucker, Julia Sh- Stiles, even. Uh, the film was... Uh, Fairly big success. Uh, it was uh, not not a very high budget, only made for $20 million, but it wound up grossing $235.5 million at the box office. It uh, was critically acclaimed as like one of the best films of the year, and it earned eight Oscar nominations uh, for Best Picture, uh, direct, Director, its screenplay and editing, as well as four acting nominations. It was pretty notable in that it was the first film in... Uh, 31 years to in over 31 years to earn nominations in all four acting categories: Bradley Cooper for Best Actor, Jennifer Lawrence for Actress, Robert De Niro for Supporting Act- Actor, and Jackie Weaver for Supporting Actress. Uh, on Oscar night, it won one uh, ca- one category with Jennifer Lawrence winning Best Actress. She, uh, at age 22, was the second youngest Best Actress winner in Oscar history. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So the book and the movie really centers around the main character, Pat, who is coming out of a mental institution and hoping to get back together with his ex-wife, Nikki, and his father and mother. You know, they live in, well, in the book, they live in, I think, somewhere in Philly, it seems, but in the book, they're in Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. South Jersey. South Jersey. But they are very dedicated to the Eagles. And Jennifer Lawrence's character um, really wants... Tiffany also is coming out of a traumatic event and wants him to do a dance competition with her. And they end up striking up this friendship type. Um, But, you know, it's really about Pat's, you know, mental, I guess, journey and struggles. Um, You know, kind of what he's going through and his interactions with his therapist and his family and his dad, which, you know, I think is great. And I, I, like I said, this is one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. I don't know why I just love the whole thing. You know, it's like heartbreaking, but also funny at some times. And, you know, I just really like it. And the book I liked, it was okay. I thought there was a lot of differences. I mean, there was like, you know, first of all, their names were like, their first names were different. The same, but the last name, like Pat's last name is an Italian Solitano in the movie. And in the book, it's, it's not that at all. And I thought the dad's character was very different. Like Robert De Niro's character was very different in the book and the movie. So I, I, I mean, I feel like this is one of those few times where I'll say I liked the movie more and maybe because I, it's one of those movies that I really, really enjoy. And the book was just, it was okay. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I I can uh, feel the same way. Um, uh, The film I had seen years ago, uh, one time, uh, and I I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And uh, so last night I watched it like again uh, there. Uh, I did find it pretty uh, intriguing uh, there. Uh, But I did notice 
several diff- uh, differences uh, there. Because uh, you mentioned they cha- uh, changed the location from South Jersey to Philadelphia uh, there. So, and it's funny because in South Jersey, it's even though it's in New Jersey, there is a large contingent of Eagles fans uh, there. So it made it still made sense, but I guess maybe they want to change it to Philly that because maybe the average viewer may not know that there's a lot of uh, uh, Eagles uh, fans in Jersey uh, there. So you know, transplanting them to uh, the Philadelphia area maybe made more sense for the broader public <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously football and the Philadelphia Eagles play a huge part in the plot and the, this family's uh, fandom and there. And one difference I noticed is that in the film, a bit, or in the book, I mean, a big plot point is that he receives this jersey for a player. The player's name is Hank Baskett, who was like a rookie undrafted receiver there. And it's kind of like a random jersey for him to receive because obviously he's an unproven player and not highly sought after. So usually when you go to football games, you see players and uh, fans in jerseys. It's usually very uh, well-known star players there. And I thought that was pretty random uh and it, and there's a lot of talk about him playing this and uh that's not in the movie at all like he gets uh he has like a more traditional jersey of a star player uh who at the time was fairly well known deshaun jackson uh for any uh, football fans there and not much of a big deal is made to it i guess probably because several years have gone by and that hank basket he wound up playing a few years and was was never all that notable of a player. He was probably more known for off the field uh, because he was married to Kendra Wilkinson, one of the uh, Playboy playmates who was uh, famous on the uh, the reality show, The Girls Next Door. That's right. Uh, so um, I found I just found that was interesting when I was reading the book and uh, there. So that um, was kind of a, a, a significant difference uh, there. Yeah, and another difference I found was that he was in the mental institution for years in the book. And he didn't seem to know that because he had some memory loss. He didn't know how long. But in the book, in the movie, he was only there for a few months. And I get you need to accelerate, you know, a timeline in a movie. So he was only there for a few months in the in the movie. But in the book, he had been there for, I think they say four years in the mental institution. Yeah. But he really doesn't know how long he's been there because when he gets out, they've demolished the vet and made the link and he just couldn't get over that. Um, so it was kind of like he was cloistered away and didn't know any of the events happening out outside of that for many, many years um, and didn't know he'd been away for that long. And in the book, it's a little bit more, I guess, see, I mean, the movie, it's a little bit more seamless, which makes sense for the movie. Yes, I did. I did notice that as well, because he, um, he also mentions that he had no idea that while he was in there, the, the Eagles had gone to the Super Bowl uh, one year and didn't know. And so it's um, uh, also notice that the his issues, his diagnosis uh, was different in the book than in the film. Uh, in the book, it, it mentions that he was uh, brain damaged. And like you mentioned, the memory loss. Uh, but in the film, he is uh, diagnosed with a bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I did like in the book around his the mental illness aspect was that it made him like really, I think, empathetic 
to others. And in the book, they highlight where the people are yelling at, like Terrell Owens has left the Eagles and he, he had had, they think, a suicide attempt and people are yelling at him and wearing jerseys that he should, you know, kill himself. And Pat's character in the book is so empathetic to them. I think it's terrible to what they're saying. And he kind of gains this empathy for other people with mental illness that he sees as that or that he knows is going through a tough time in the in the book. But in the movie, you don't see that as much because I think that's hard to portray necessarily in a movie and they don't show as much. There's football in the movie. Obviously, it's centered around it, but you're not as much as, you know, he only goes to one game in the movie, but he goes to multiple games in the book with his brother. And I think that's, I mean, my favorite part. And I thought, though, a lot of the, some of the dialogue was very similar in points in between the book and the movie. I thought there were some things that I thought were very, very similar. But the one thing I loved that they did was the Asian invasion. Still, I'm glad they kept that in, in both the book and the movie with the therapist, with Dr. Patel and all his buddies who come and they end up like hanging out outside of the therapist's office, which I just thought was hilarious. And I love Dr. Patel's character in, in both the book and the movie. But I didn't love the dad's character in the book because he was so cold to Pat and to the mother. And there was no like, I don't feel like his character ever developed somewhere necessarily where you saw a resolution to their relationship. And in the movie, it's very different. You know, the dad kind of comes around. I mean, he the dad doesn't come to the dance recital at the end in the book, but he does come in the movie. And there's this kind of a, I don't know what the, uh, like they, they reconnect and it's more so that, which I don't think you see as much in the book, you know? Yeah. So the, his character in the book really is, is not, I, I don't, and maybe you're not meant to like him and that's fine. And you know, and he's not a bookie in the in the book. He like works at a grocery store. He's like a manager for a grocery chain. And I think his his whole plot line in the book is in the movie is that he's a bookie, which is really kind of funny. And these deals that they're making and the parlays, which is really funny. I just thought they did a really good job of adapting this book to the screenplay to make it amu amusing. Right. Like really, there's some lighthearted moments that I liked. So I think that's really good that they did. But I did not care for the dad in the book, but I thought Robert De Niro was fantastic in the movie. And I loved what, what his character did and, you know, how you knew he was banned from the games because he beat somebody else up. And I think you get more of a connection in the movie between the dad who obviously has some OCD mental, mental illness challenges. And you connect that to Pat in the movie where you're not doing so necessarily in the book. Yeah, I, I agree there. It um, made him more empathetic and a, a warm character. And, you know, and Robert De Niro obviously is a legend. And uh, this is a, a great performance by him uh, there. And, and yeah, and I, and I like, I like that the change in, in the film that to, you know, kind of have the whole family have be dealing with their, their own issues. Uh, there um, uh, made it uh, uh, just made it really easy to uh, draw empathy for, uh, for them. Uh, so, and I love the character of Danny, the other mental patient. Yeah, <laughs> which he has. A, I mean, it's kind of a smaller role in in the book. Like you see him more at the end, and how he connects. They connect outside of the mental institution. They're playing Parcheesi in the book, but in the movie, I think it's really funny the way he keeps escaping from the mental institution. And then they keep taking him back, um, which I think is really funny. Like, I think his character is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, and I did like him in the book, too. But and, you know, Pat refers to him a lot in the book and things like, oh, Danny would not like this or Danny would like this. Um, 
But in the movie, I just think he, he's hilarious. Just keeps showing up like he's been let out and then he's not really been let out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's funny with this. Uh, it's kind of cat. This film is kind of categorized as uh, like a dramedy or comedrom, whatever. It was actually at, at the Golden Globes was nominated in the comedy category, which I I didn't really classify this as a, as a comedy. But with Danny, uh, uh, played by Chris Tucker, he kind of brought the comedic elements to to it so yeah and i like julia i forgot julia styles was in this and i love julia styles and when i saw her stick her head out the window and yell to pat i was like oh my gosh it's julia styles <laughs> and you know that dynamic is funny in itself but i mean jennifer lawrence is just so good in this and i and she's one of my favorite actresses and i just find her like you know i watch the golden globes and they refer to her like she's like you know i don't know if you watch them but she's like if i don't win i'm leaving she mouths and i just think she's funny as a person when you see her doing things but I really liked her in this movie. Like, you know, she she's a little neurotic and she's, you know, obviously dealing with her own demons and illnesses, mental illness, but she's just so funny. Like she's funny and dry and I just love her character um, and how she portrays it. But the, the big the big difference I also thought was the dance recital. You know, in the movie, it's this like professional level dance recital and they need to get a five to win, to beat the parlay that his dad has made, like with the double or nothing with his buddy with the Dallas Cowboys game. And then, you know, in the book, when they show up, which I actually thought was hilarious, it's all teenagers. It's like a high school dance recital and like, you know, in a, in a kind of like just not a gymnasium, but like just like a, an auditorium. And they're the oldest people there. And it's, you know, it's dance. Yeah. It's something like dance away depression. Like it's not a, an event. And there's actually, as Tiffany's character admits, there's actually no prize. Like it's really just a dance recital. And um, <laughs> like, I think that's really funny in the book. Like, I'm like, that's funny. Like they show up and they just do this dance recital with all these other like high school kids and they're in their thirties. And I thought that was funny, you know, and in the movie, it is a funny scene and their dancing is you see their family and like kind of like, hmm, that's not great. But in the book, like they're like a superstars doing the dance. So mm-hmm. I thought that was, you know, they kind of raised the stakes for the movie. True. For the, for the answer settle, which you have, I guess you have to do. Yeah. I like the scene. I, yeah. I like that part in, in the, in the movie where um they're revealing the scores uh, there and you see they're all like fours like 4.8 4.9 and then someone gives them a 5.4 that brings their average up to above five which they had to do to win their their part like like you mentioned there and you see like there's the other one of the other uh da- dance couples who's like comforting them be like oh i'm sorry there but then as soon as they announced that it was above five. They all start celebrating and everyone's going nuts and the dancers and the announcer are just kind of confused uh, there. So that was funny. But um, back to uh, like Jennifer Lawrence, I thought she was fantastic as well. And it's another significant change in the, in the movie is that her character is supposed to be like in her late 30s there. And Jennifer Lawrence herself was like really young. She was only uh probably like around 21, uh, 21, almost 22 during filming uh, there. Um, but at the time, I think she was kind of a, a rising star. I think she had just started and was in like the first Hunger Games film. So I, and obviously she's fantastic. So she could play any, like any age there. Yeah. So, um, and I love Bradley Cooper. I mean, he was, and he was 
like yeah. perfect in this, you know, like all the working out, like wearing the garbage bag, which he does them both when he's running, just like kills me. And like him trying to shake her and reading the book. Um, What I didn't like about the book was at the end, all of the letters between them, between Pat's character and who you think is Nikki, like all those letters back and forth. Like I was like, I don't know. The book made him seem so much more delusional. I mean, and he was delusional in the movie about getting back together with his, what we know as his ex-wife. And so that kind of like, you know, was a little bit of a... I didn't like how the book ended like that. I think I would have preferred if those letters were parsed between, which is what they did in the movie. I mean, you never really saw like all the letter. You knew that there was some correspondence, but I didn't. I wish that was a little bit more spaced out in the book. So I like that they made that change in the movie. And at the end, it's not such a dramatic thing. Like at the end of the movie, Pat knows that it was Tiffany writing those letters. Like he says, like, I know this was you and it's all tied up in a nice bow and you know, they're going to get together. And the, and in the book, it's a little bit more of a battle. Right? Like the family's mad. He's mad at her. There's, you know, he is breaks a leg and is injured and is mugged. You know, so there's a little bit, there's actually like a little bit more drama in the book around the whole thing than there is in the movie. Yeah. That's, Which um, I was okay with. Yeah. That's a, a good point uh, there. And also another, you know, shift uh, in the content is that in the, in the movie, you kind of know up front they show a uh, flashback scene where where pat you know sees his wife in the shower with an, another man and that's what led that's what led to his um going to the mental institution because i believe he attacks attacks him and that so now in the book that is kept a secret through most of it uh, there and not until the very end that you get uh, revealed that uh but i do i i did like I did like that change. I think it made us look at Pat a little different because we know up front like what happened uh, there, but yet he's still trying to win his ex-wife back uh, there. So you kind of take like a little pity on him. That's just how my feelings were. I mean, like I'm watching the film and you're just thinking, it's like, buddy, buddy, it's a lost cause. Just, you know, move on, <laughs> move on. So it made me look at the character a lot different, a lot differently. I agree with you completely. <laughs> I, I do. I, I like that, you know, up front and it's, this is like one of those interesting things where you wonder like what the screenwriter or somebody who took this book and, you know, adapted it was thinking and how they thought to make those changes and kind of rearrange some things because the story in essence is the same. Yes, there's changes, but I just really liked what they did with it. Like, I think this is one of those things where you go, okay, that really worked. Um, you know, for me, a lot of times you read a book and I like the book a hundred percent better. Um, and this is not <laughs> one of those, <laughs> I cannot say that this time. I said it's a good book and I like the book, but it's also a well-known movie, so it's really hard when you go back and read the book after. Because you know, although there's some changes, like you kind of know, you know what the precipitating event is, even if you don't read it till the end of the book, for the most part. Um, but there is one character that I want to say that I loved in both is the mother, Jackie Weaver. His character, yeah. I just, I loved her in both. And I thought she was the most true to character that was kept in both. I just, I loved how she took care of him, but wanted him to be independent and, you know, took care of the family, but you knew the husband wasn't treating her great. And not that he was, we think, I mean, he just wasn't appreciative of her. Um, and that, 
you know, Pat realized that and, you know, it shaped how he did things with his mother. And I just, mm-hmm. I loved this care. I loved the character of the mother. I, I, I just thought she was great. Yeah. I loved everything about yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Very much a warm soul there. Yeah. Um, what, one thing I did want to say, like back to a, a lot of like the, the football discussion there is, um, I did find it kind of fun, uh, funny, the, the su- the superstitions and everything <laughs> that you know the father who oh something happens something good happens during the game while this is happening so it has to keep going in there and I um it reminds me because I admittedly <laughs> am a little superstitious now with my team I am uh, more of a college football fan uh, Penn State there and i can get superstitious like what the one thing that i do is i never i never shave before a penn state game <laughs> there and um because one time i like i didn't shave until after the game and they had a really good win and then the next week uh again same thing and still uh, it was during a, a really really good season for them years ago so that was my tradition i won't shave and that uh, during, until after until after a game, uh, there. But and it's funny because I always thought of myself as you know superstitious, and that's kind of weird of myself. But then I see this movie and see how the father reacts and yeah. with all, of this. and I was like, okay, that's a little, that's a little much. much there. That's funny. Yeah, that is a good part of the book and the movie. All the superstitions, yeah. and I'm sure those people. There's a lot of people who follow that. You know, they kind of blame Pat for all the losses when he stops coming to the games and watching them because he has to work out and practice his dance routine. And they 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 blame him for all the losses, even though he can't watch the games with them. But they're they're holding him accountable, and it kind of causes a route of um, a rift between he and his father because his dad's mad that he and he blames him for the losses. Yeah, there was it reminds me there was a commercial years ago. I think it was like a beer commercial and it shows this, you know, this family and friends watching this game. And the one guy says, Oh, I'm going, I'm going down the, going down the basement to grab more beers. And he goes down. And then while, while he's down there, his team scores a touchdown and everyone's celebrating. And the guy comes back up and he realized, you know, Oh, the, you know, the touchdown happened while I was down there. And, like his like inner narrator is um inner monologue is uh saying i know what i have to do <laughs> so you see him heading back down the, the cellar for the rest of the game and um i just you know that's funny and i was reminded of that in this movie yeah yeah so i think that cover i don't know that covers the most of it for me how about you no uh, yeah i think it, i think we went uh pretty in depth with this there yeah yeah i love this one i love it I was I was really glad to rewatch it. <laughs> so that was yeah. good. All right. Well, until next time then, I guess we're wrapping up. Uh listener, keep reading. Keep watching. <laughs>